0: This is Report to Wyoming.
1: This week, I get to talk to the superintendent of Metro Animal Shelter in Casper. His name is Scott Shell, and we discuss feral cats, a problem, if that's what you want to call it, that they've been addressing with euthanasia. However, Shell makes a strong case for TNR, which means trap, neuter, release. He's hoping in the future to adopt this protocol, but as of yet, it has not been approved by the city. He also sheds a lot of light on feral cats in general, we start off by talking about lost pets because yeah. I've lost a pet before. It's nerve wracking. Yeah. Then you go on Facebook and you're posting in groups and somebody knows where it's at. Yeah. So yep. yeah. And cats, which is our main subject. I lost a cat and I never got them back.
0: Yeah. They're, a pro- they're, a, they're an issue in, in Natrona County with, with a lot of cats running loose and we
1: just, So sorry to interrupt you. I, Read somewhere that if a cat's gone for X amount of weeks, there's a good chance they've gone feral, and that you don't get you don't you don't get them back. Is there truth to this? What have you? Done?
0: I've I think once they're domesticated, I, I they might get a little bit scared and nervous when they're away for from your home for a while, but I don't think I don't think they're going to go truly unsocialized because they still yeah. have that.
1: They don't that prefer contact. the wild freedom. Like there are some hardships that maybe. In your experience, you think that they would prefer to be in a home?
0: I think they. I think with uh, cats, so cats used to not be in the house until like in the forties when they invented cat litter. Cats used to live outdoors, suburbia, yeah, all the time. So I have four cats. They, they, I, I can leave a door open and they won't. Even try to go outside. They don't want to be outside. But oh. <laughs> that's my four cats. I've, other people have. It's hard
1: out there. Yeah. For a cat.
0: <laughs> yes. But they they are very resilient animals, and they they can take care of themselves. Um, I, I I think they just prefer where they can be happy and and do what they enjoy to do. Um,
1: Which is you, c- cuddle up in boxes. Yeah. <laughs> this is the domestic cat. Yeah. Are there parallels, do you think, with wildcats? Do you notice that they do the same thing? Kind of those similar weird idiosyncrasies that cats have?
0: Yeah, they do. We um so we had Best Friends Animal Society come in. They did an evaluation of our shelter to see what we can improve and what we can do better. I'm I'm still learning. And so to have somebody come in to tell me what we can do and that was one of the things was providing boxes or feral boxes for all the cats, so we've so we've got these feral boxes that we provide for the cats. It gives them a place to go hide. We've also, if we don't have it, if we ran out, run out of those, we we keep our cardboard boxes that are that can fit in the kennels. And whether it's feral or domesticated, they love to they love to be in there and and hide. Aww. We've got cats that people will, will come in. and go, I didn't know there was a cat in there, and then all of a sudden he comes out of the box and he's just rubbing up on the front of the kennel, and it's it helps keep them. Stressed, it gives them a place to hide and feel safe and secure.
1: So, this makes me think about okay, people told me that there was this feral cat problem a year ago. Since then, I've been on the lookout for feral cats, and the only time I've seen what I think is feral cats, like a colony, is uh, over by Grant Street. Otherwise, this brings up two points. A, I think maybe they are very good at hiding and they like to be you know curled up in a box somewhere i don't know if it's underground where are these colonies because i'm not seeing them like i see the wild turkeys yeah and then b where have you guys found the most colonies to be
0: so we know i i've that there's community cat community colonies around i don't exactly know where they're at i just did start working Reaching out to the community the, the lady that runs the community cat program and she's been working on it And I'm trying to build a relationship with her because from my understanding I felt felt like there was some nervousness about Metro finding out where these colonies were and then we would go wipe them mm-hmm. out when yeah. in fact we appreciate the work they do because they have saved I, I talked to the lady that does the community cat. She said they spayed and neutered over you know over 400 cats this last year. And when you look at those numbers, that's probably saved us thousands of cats that have come in to the sh- that have not come into the animal shelter. We support that. that, that an- the animal shelter is not the best place for cats. They, they just they get too stressed. They're in small kennels. They're not used to being confined in small kennels. They, they want to be out roaming. they get stressed. Um, the more stressed the easier they are to get sick the 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 kittens they don't have that immunity to help fight off any diseases you might get out from a shelter environment it's just Mm. really not the best best environment so I've tried to reach out to the, the lady from the community cats and and uh just build a relationship with her and let her know we are we are there to work with them and we appreciate the work they they do for us. As far as the colonies go, I haven't pushed anything like that because I want them I want them to trust us first to know that we're on we're on their side.
1: Now this is a touchy subject. Up till now, I know there are changes on the horizon. Has it been mostly euthanization when it comes to? Overcrowding and so, cat problems.
0: So unfortunately, for for feral cats, if we get feral cats in, um, the most and the end of that that decision is, is euthanasia. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, and that's just because they're unsocialized, and we can't. They can't go into a home. And most people, if we if we know somebody that's looking for a barn cat, we we will just waive all fees if it's mm-hmm. going to be a barn cat but we we just don't get enough so euthanasia it ends up being the the number one um, <clears throat> result for the feral cats if they do if they do come into the shelter that's um, why we we stopped um, picking up any healthy cats Um just because most cats are used to being outdoors, and if it's healthy, there's no reason to pick it up. No, our the AP animal control officers, they will still go and scan the cat just to make sure it doesn't have any ID or anything to make sure it's not an owned, owned pet. But if it is, mm-hmm. unless it's sick, injured, malnourished, I mean, if there's something that we it, the cat needs help, we'll, we'll pick it up. But if it's healthy, we just advise people to, to really just to leave them alone. That's the best thing for the, for those cats.
1: Now I think about the word feral and wild. Is the Wyoming Game and Fish involved in this at all?
0: Uh, No. Because if
1: we were talking about turkey or deer or any of those, you know, other like wild animals, it would be on their shoulders. But cats are in a weird league because they have been so domesticated. So this falls on your shoulders. But wild cats have been around just as long. I mean, as long as people, right?
0: Yeah. They've been around for years. I think I think there was information where they were considered like royalty back in Egypt. So I know they've been around for centuries, and uh, you know now I don't really consider them fair. I just consider them unsocialized. They're not they're not like a a, a dog that's going to attack you. They're 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 going to they're more private. They're going to go and hide. They, unless you corner them, they're they're going to leave you alone. Um, so I don't consider them wild or feral. I just unsocialized, not used to human interaction.
1: They're not eating meow mix. They're apex predators. That's kind of commendable. But also there are people that might be upset that, you know, native songbirds that are coming back are getting eaten. But well, keeps the rodent population down. There are a lot of ways to look at this. Yeah, um, are they really good exterminators, or are they the number one pest? You know? They're
0: um, most cats. There's a, there's somebody feeding and watering them. They're they're getting their food somewhere. Ah. So that's that's the thing with community cats is they there. There's always a caretaker. There's always somebody putting food and water out for them. So they've got their food and food and water. So they're 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 keeping The mice population down, which they keep the mice population down. That's going to keep away your snake population. So, so they're actually there to help. And there's there's a lot of things you can do to deter them if you don't want that cat in your property. Um, And that's what we're Mm -hmm. we're offering now is is a deterrent. um, Which I did bring a couple. You know, we have a, a motion, a water jet uh, animal repeller. It's a, it's a motion-activated sprinkler. Basically, if a cat runs across your property, it just turns the sprinkler on and it sprays them. This is them
1: so like party. cliche because cats hate water. Yeah. <laughs> so I love the idea of this cat yeah. getting just sprayed. It seems harmless and yep. reasonable.
0: Yeah. In the other... One we have, and one of my, one of our animal protection officers uses this as a solar animal repeller, and she said it worked wonderful. Um, oh. You just you plug it into the ground, and it just has some it uh, flashes a red light, then it has a free, uh, ultrasound frequency, and it keeps away your pest animals. And she said that that it worked really, really well. So, and that's yeah. what we advise. And there's also co- cost. Effective items you can get use if you you have a flower bed. Uh, one of the things I learned from one of my uh, meetings was, like your, your chair mat right that you're right there. You mm-hmm. flip it on the other side it has little pokey sides. You you can cut those into the shape you want. Put those in your in your garden or wherever you don't want that cat. And then it just it doesn't hurt them, but it's a, it's uncomfortable for them, so they're not gonna they're not gonna sit there. So there's there's a lot of things that can be done. To deter the cats from being on your property, if you if you really don't want them there,
1: I wonder if this works for raccoons. I it currently does. have that problem. Okay, so there's yep. some parallels there. Yep. Yeah, I think we have a raccoon problem, but that's another. Everybody, side.
0: everybody they're, they're 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 all over. Raccoons. I don't
1: mind digressing. I want to talk about this for a second, okay? Because I don't see them again, and then. The other day I walk outside and something has done a couple things. I, I'm going to blame the raccoon on this. So something brought a bunch of garbage onto the hood of my car. We left the garage door open and there was a bunch of garbage on top of my car, including egg yolks. I'd thrown away like eggs with the yolk in the yeah. shell. They were all over the car and the wall. But then from like I the breaker to our house... In the garage is just right where I pull up, and so I really think this could be coincidence and maybe we trip the breaker in the middle of the night somehow. Probably not. I think they open that little box, the door just swings open, and you know they're opposable thumbs because someone had flipped the breakers. Yeah. I think it was those raccoons.
0: Yeah, they're they're (laughs) they're uh those things are pretty curious and they can get into a lot of a lot of stuff. That's why we recommend, you know, making sure you cover everything and, and lock it. And they're mostly nocturnal. I mean, if you see them out during the day, it's not—it's not an alert that it's a rapid animal because they—they they can be active, but they're mostly active at night. So we just recommend just making sure you, everything's locked and covered.
1: This is a whole other podcast—the <laughs> yeah. raccoons of Casper. Yep. Okay, but back to cats. I want to talk about the horizon that I would referenced, and maybe what's coming—the TNR. So, we talked on the phone earlier, and TNR is trap, neuter, return. Yes. And so, opposed to euthanization, you guys might be leaning in this direction.
0: We are we are exploring that um, avenue. Uh, a lot of there's a lot of communities, a lot of towns that are doing it, and it has been proven effective. It has been proven very effective to, to trap. You trap them, you spay neuter them, um, you vaccinate them, you, also, you give them that rabies vaccination, and then you return them right to that same area where they were trapped. And okay. that um, once, you, when you spay neuter them, they, they, of course, can no longer reproduce. Um, you vaccinate them, you, you're, you're you're starting to build up that herd immunity, so mm-hmm. to um, so to speak. And then, and then, once you uh, cat cats are it's kind of like, from what I've been researching, it's kind of like a hotel. If you remove one cat, if you trap one cat, it, 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 and that vacancy sign goes on, and then another cat just occupies that vacancy. Or if you return them back there, that, that no vacancy sign stays on, and no more cats are gonna move into that property mm-hmm. or, to in, or into that community. And so it, it helps um, not um, continue that population growth. Um, You you start reducing it and you do it without euthanasia and and these cats are living a a happy, healthy life, you know, without coming into the shelter.
1: Um, How did they hold up over this cold winter?
0: So there's uh, some things that you can do um to build some shelters for them for when for during the cold but most cats have that's why that you return them to their territory because they they they're familiar with that ter- territory so they have they have their places where they they go Safe to stay spots. warm yeah. yeah that's why you return them back to that community um if you if you were to trap Neuter and then release them into somewhere other. It's a, it's a completely new environment that they they have no no, no uh, knowledge of, so to speak, and so their chance of survival isn't as as great. So that's why you got to return them to that same spot, be, just because they they're they're already familiar with that. Sure, area.
1: there's politics within their communities too, and a hierarchy and yeah. things that we don't always think about. But some sense of family, even <laughs> yeah. hippy dippy, but you know the mates and. Yep. Social selection and all of that—I'm sure—plays a role in their lives, and so yeah, yeah, it seems more humane to let them go back, but also trying to mitigate numbers, reproduction, exponential growth, yep. and just kind of maintain. So this is—and when we talked earlier, you said this was like the number one problem right now. This yeah. is a big problem.
0: Yeah, feral cats is is that's that for our for the shelter. That's that's the number one problem. We we have a very successful adoption rate for dogs um to be can take to be considered a, a no kill animal shelter you have to have a 90 percent above 90 percent live release rate or above so our dogs for the last three months we've had a, we've got a 92 percent live re- release rate so that's wow. that's a really good for the dogs the cats to make us overall no kill the cats are really hurting us just in march alone i mean we had 39 trapped feral cats come in. Mm. So that's why we've, we've stopped, you know, trying to, edu- we're doing more of an educational. That's why I've reached out to the community, um, our, our lady with the community cat program. Um, she, she, uh, she's been really instrumental. I've signed up for a couple podcast um, webinars to learn about the community cat program. Um, I've got the Best Friends Animal Society. That's I'm going to meet with them and their their uh, lawyers that they have to just to work on like what what an ordinance looks like and how do you how do you effectively start a program um,
1: like a TNR program? Yep. Okay.
0: yeah Because they they I know uh, there's a Houston, Texas. They have a TNR program that they've been doing for years, and I guess it's really really very very effective. And it's now they they have a hard time even getting cats into the shelter. Um,
1: oh, for people who want them to yeah, adopt them. Yeah. Oh, hopefully.
0: So, Yeah.
1: That so that's what like we're, you know, if
0: we could get reduced where we didn't get, we didn't have cats come in the sh- shelter. I mean, that's, you know, that's the goal. That's, that's the goal is to, to get them spayed, neutered, back out in the community, let them, let them live out their, their lives, um, not reproducing, um, <clears throat> you they're vaccinated so everything else is vaccinated and and uh <clears throat> you know just just let them live out humanely
1: has this always been a problem or did covid exacerbate things with people moving maybe not being able to take care of a pet what do you think
0: uh i've been at metro animal control since 99 and feral cats has always been has has always been one of the biggest problems um that that's one of the biggest problems. I know that we get a lot of kittens brought in that are with their feral moms. Um, we do have a. Foster program that we just started which we're trying to get it advertised um because we are looking for foster applications, so we can start getting these younger cats into foster homes um, they're just the shelter environment's not a not a place where these the, these neonatal kittens need to be they need to be in a home that's nice and quiet oh, <laughs> yeah. my husband
1: will kill me <laughs> yep, we I, really, are taking, I love cats
0: we are taking foster applications, so Okay,
1: so this would be someone who's holding them and then yep. trying to rehome them, but yep. until then,
0: yep. yeah, yep, and it's not that they're the owners well, of these animals are it's,
1: listening <laughs> it's, yeah
0: it, it's just it, it's not uh, uh, <clears> the <throat> it's not they're not the owners of these animals they're they're just the caretakers until they're old enough to be adopted out on their own okay. so so that's that's what we're looking for um you know, so we we are in need of foster programs because it is getting close to kitten season. Um,
1: oh, so yeah. this season, Yeah. I yeah wanted to ask about. I read that a female cat can produce two hundred kittens in her lifespan, yeah. and the gestation period it's what three times a year. Yeah, and do they, they tend to all kind of synchronize when they have kittens? Then in this case, yes,
0: it seems like they. It seems like they do kind of have the same same kind of a cycle where Mm -hmm. they they all have their kittens around the same time.
1: Okay. Um, Kitten season is upon us. Yep. It sounds so innocent, but it's causing some problems. What have people talked to you about, like the aggravations?
0: Um, I haven't heard many aggravations. Um, What we do get a lot of uh, the community that will pick up the the younger kittens and, and bring them to us we just we're, we're advising now cuz from some of the research just leave them leave leave them alone um because their mom is probably somewhere around and the mom will be back
1: right. now
0: if you if you know the mom is gone Please call us so we can definitely humanely take, get these animals into a foster. Our, we've got a couple people that'll that'll raise them and take care of them, um, mm-hmm. so we can reach out to them and they'll they'll help us. Um, but but if if you that if that's only if you, if you know the mom has been hit hit or or deceased or you haven't seen her for two days and these cats are in the same spot. You know, call
1: us and otherwise let them be, and yep. they can get mother's milk, continue yep. to grow, and they will be in a more stable situation. They'll
0: be, they'll thrive and be be much more better, healthier cats if they can stay with their mom until they're eight weeks old.
1: Okay, how about disease? How's the health of the strays that you're seeing? The
0: I the feral's cat population, the unsocialized, they they seem to come in very healthy. You can tell somebody's they're getting fed and watered somewhere because they, they're not unhealthy when they, they they come in trapped. And that's why we want to look into that trap, neuter, and release because these cats are already healthy. They're already getting their, their nutrition and what they need to survive. So we want a trap, neuter, and release program where we can get them back out instead of having to euthanize a healthy cat um, just uh, for the reason other than they're unsocialized. Um, so that's, that so. their overall health seems to be really good, really good when okay. they come in, um, and that's one thing we can if we can get this program started where we also provide the vaccinations. I think that'll help even even further with, with their disease control and and you know the, the, the feline distemper that they might they might get.
1: Now rabies is it's just a thing that happens everywhere. Yeah. Do you guys see a lot of rabies here in Casper?
0: The, not in domesticated animals. Um, we don't see any case. Anytime an animal is involved in a bite, it does have to be quarantined. Mm-hmm. Just, just you know, it's, it's 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 animal safety and it's a safety for the community. Um, just to make sure that there is no rabies present in the domesticated animals. Um, we do see it a little bit in skunks. Um, bats; those are probably the, the biggest two that we'll will get a positive result on, um, oh. but not not the domesticated. So animals. that's on
1: you guys. Yeah. If there's a bat in a home or something. Yep,
0: we we'll, yep. Our on call officer, if it's after hours, they'll go and get it. If it's inside a house, um, what we do is we send it. We send that animal to the Wyoming State Veterinary Lab, and they they do the testing to see if it has a rab- uh, rabies. Um, and that, then if
1: not, do you just release.
0: Yeah. Um, if it if not, they can be. If there's no no symptoms, nothing. It can be released. Okay. Um, but th- that's to that's the the, the uh, way to test for rabies, and, and it's just if a bat's inside of a house, it's just a safety, as I said, for the community and, and the animal.
1: Now this gets us a little off topic, but what's the most exotic thing you guys have been called to take care of?
0: The most exotic. <laughs> so, so we just had a bearded dragon come in.
1: Oh, oh.
0: So and it was a pretty good sized one. And he was went, it in
1: the out just in the wild or abandoned? Or yeah,
0: it was. It was found at a park <gasps> Whoa, here in wow. the middle of Casper. So, um, oh, we got a gentleman that's just holding on to it, and um, he's got another bearded dragon. So we we had him do a found report because he knows how to take care of them properly. So, that's so lucky. That's that's a bearded dragon. We've dealt with some uh, boas and. You know, it's not, they're not too exotic. Um,
1: and they wouldn't fare well with bad weather on their own. No. So if people release them, whereas in Florida, they're having a real problem. I just read yeah. um, with snakes and that snakes will dominate alligators soon because they're yeah. getting so big and they thrive there. But here, that's they, not necessarily a problem.
0: Yeah, the... the Gentleman, that just took the bearded dragon, you know, said that as cold as it ha- was is getting at night, it probably wouldn't have, have mm. done well through the night. So, the the people that found it and brought it in, you know, they they that was a life saving because they they helped save that animal animal's life, and and that's what our goal is. Honestly, that's what we're we're trying to move towards is is life saving what what can we do to save these lives and 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 end euthana- the the uh, need for euthanasia and i think i think our dogs is is where it needs to be um, but our cats is where we need to really focus on improvement and and what can we do better to and end that Un- unnecessary euthanasia
1: it's like a whole paradigm shift this idea of just let them be yeah and that they again have their own politics and hierarchy but if we remove a, a spot then it just gets filled again that was yep. i think a good metaphor the motel thing because yep Yeah, we're not we're wasting taxpayer dollars too yeah just constantly killing cats and then it just never ends. Yeah. So this might be a game changer.
0: Yeah, and we and and we don't want to euthanize. I mean, so if we can if we can move towards a, a spay and neuter and only euthanize when it's medically or humanely necessary to, to relieve, the, uh, you know, unnecessary or um, I'm, I'm, I can't think of the exact where I'm suffering if we if, mm-hmm. if if that if that could be the only time we euthanize that that would be perfect if it was just to relieve that, that suffering that that would be the time that we would like to uh, be able to only euthanize for but and, and just re rehome and and leave the the unsocialized population alone and let the community you know coexist with with these cats
1: as someone who's spent a long time with animals more than most of us will what's one thing you've learned from them that maybe your average joe hasn't
0: i think uh i think one thing i've definitely learned i mean their their animals are are loyal they're they're 100 loyal they're they're good great companions very sturdy they, these these guys dogs dogs need need humans. Cats can take care of their own. They 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 can they can be out in the wild and, and survive. Mm-hmm. Um, dog dogs I think need that human companionship. You, we all know cats. I have I I have personally four cats. I do. I live in the county, so I'm not over my Where limit. Four
1: cats have you?
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, Kind of how
1: that goes. Yeah.
0: It's, and and uh, they're. They're just they're they're part of the family. I think I think I've, I've learned that animals are are your family, mm-hmm. and that's one thing we want to that we're trying to focus on too is our returning animals to their family, re- reuniting a family. Um, I had a lady in Bar None who lost her dog, and she said her daughter was was uh, you know upset and crying the whole night and luckily we we had the dog so she was able to reclaim it the following morning but that's when I thought about you know man if we had those tags that person that found it could have just scanned it and called them that night before without waiting until the following day and so you learn you learn a lot I've been there since 99 I'm still learning I, I still learn every day I'm I'm doing an executive leadership class that's geared towards um animals and and uh uh, leaders that are in that animal field and and i've learned so much in just the short amount of time from the different leaders in different communities all over the united states but i've you, you learn that animals are just even even the unsocialized cats you realize they're not they're not aggressive. They're just unsocialized, and, and I, that's one thing I've learned is that just because it, it, it doesn't want you to handle it, doesn't mean it's it's a bad animal. It's just it, it, it just means that it's it's not socialized. It's going to thrive better on its own. It's better where it can be out in the open. It's it's in a it's in an environment where it's cornered. You corner anything, it's going to become defensive. So, and
1: then one thing about TNR too that it just popped into my brain is that if more cats were neutered and spayed, then there might be less of that howling in the middle of the night and that we've all been woken up maybe a time or two. I thought a baby was crying the other day. Yeah. I thought someone had left a baby on my porch because I just heard this wailing. And then I went out there and it was just these cats having a showdown. Yep. <laughs> that... You mentioned that maybe that's, you know, if we can eliminate some of the sexual competition and that, that might help.
0: Yeah, that's one thing I, I've been looking for. I've got a book here, uh, managing community cats. It's a guide for municipal oh, leaders. Yeah. It's from the humane society of the United States. And that is one thing they brought up is that getting these cats spayed and neutered will eliminate a lot of your, those complaints that a lot of people do have that, that howling and the fighting in the middle of the night, because they no longer have that need to howl or fight. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing that, um, you know, I, I, I took a note in here. There was one gentleman from the Humane Society, and this is what, and, and we've cat population is present, but he said, you know, when cat populations are present, the choice is not between having cats or not having cats. The choice is between having a managed community cat population or, or an unmanaged one. And I think the correct way to do it is go to having a managed cat population, which will help but that that i read that when i was re- reading this book and i was like that that makes a lot of sense so i think we've had it unmanaged for so long i think we need to
1: Ex- accept that it's an inevitability yep and not just here just everywhere. Yeah. I was reading as we were preparing for this, I was reading about cats in the last frontier and in yeah. Alaska, and, uh, California, and just different communities. And it's an everywhere problem. Yeah. I, I don't even know if you'd say problem now at this point. Redirecting, it's like it's just something that we have to, again, accept. And so we have to change the philosophy on it.
0: Yep. Yep, because we, we, we
1: have to live with it or we're fighting something that we're not yep. going to win
0: yeah yeah I've been doing this since 99 and and it's we're not making any progress doing what we've been doing for 20 years I think the, the shift needs to refocus on what we can a, a different way to manage this this problem problem or this issue and I think the the trap newton release from all the research I've done is is just the correct way to go but mm-hmm. We've been doing this for 20 years, and, and we haven't made a dent. I, I've still got the same people, you know, from ni- in '99 that are trapping now. So the issue hasn't has has never stopped.
1: And if you guys did this, would you do the ear tag?
0: Yeah, uh, that's how you know that that cat's been spayed or neutered. Mm-hmm. And a lot of some vets now too will put uh, a little tattoo on their belly, just indicating oh. that that cat has been spayed.
1: Good For the public, too, to know, yeah, he's he or she's been taken care of,
0: yep, and that's what that ear tip helps. It lets that person know that, that hey, we've had a couple that have come in, and that's one of the reasons how I reached out to the community um, um, TNR program director was because we had a couple that came in with ear tips, mm. and so we, we want the, oh, I, and
1: you went, What's this? and then you learned of it that yep. way, so okay, my okay, interesting,
0: yep, my kennel, the kennel staff, we've actually. Gone over in a, in our meetings uh, what ear tips are so now they look for those ear tips so yeah. if if it has an ear tip I've a, it's
1: like a little passport yeah for those cats yep it's, it seems like a really efficient way to do it
0: yep mm-hmm. yep I contacted the community cat um um director we returned them back to the community I was able to go with her and meet one of the community cat ladies that helps take care of that, that specific community, which is in Natrona County, um, in the county, not in city limits. And it's in the county limits, but I would, I mean, I want to build, I want to try to build a positive relationship with them and let them know that we're, we appreciate what they're doing. And so that's why I reached out. And then that's why I tried to take the opportunity to meet, to, to go and meet this, this individual community, um, uh, uh, caretaker. And so, so I think she's given me a lot of information. Like I said, I signed up for a podcast um, June 13th. It's, it's from the Community Cats podcast, and it's, it's just about a TNR, a TNR certification workshop. So I'm, I'm trying to get all my information collected so I can, we can get those necessary changes, hopefully, moving forward.
1: Can't wait to hear how this goes. Yeah, I'll keep bugging you to get updates and just see what happens.
0: I don't mind. I, I, I'm, one of the things I've done uh, through my executive leadership is I've really changed my focus on life saving and what what can we do to improve our life saving ability. It's and that's that's what our our focus needs to be on is the is the life saving. Um, I've signed up for Petco Love Lost. I've signed. I'm, I'm looking into those QR code tags. I think those would. I think those would be a nice addition and would help alleviate some, maybe some of the calls that our animal protection officers are getting the following day, and it would help get animals home sooner.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: we we offer microchips for twenty dollars. Those are super super convenient to have if you get a lost animal. You call us, we can come and scan it. If it has a microchip, it's it's going to go back home. We're not going to take it up to the shelter unless we. The only reason why it would go up to the shelter is if we just cannot get a hold of a caretaker. But we would let that person know where that animal at. So, um, it, 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 those microchips are nice. Um, I, I I really strongly encourage getting those those implanted they're they're this is no 20
1: bucks is cheap
0: yeah it's no appointment necessary they're not a gps it's it's not something where you can call up and we can type in the numbers we know where the animal is Mm -hmm. it's just a form of identification because we we all know dogs and cats are going to lose their collars possibly Mm -hmm. microchip is just embedded under the skin they're never going to lose that so they're always going to have that identification and all our officers carry scanners and then our shelter staff has scanners, too. So we scan, we scan everything that comes in. This has been Report to Wyoming, presented in the public interest by Town Square Media.